in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today from John chapter 4, the Gospel of the Samaritan woman. And this Gospel is read twice in the liturgical year. One time in the fourth Sunday of the Holy Great Fast, and the other time during the Holy 50 days in the third Sunday. And when we read a certain chapter during the Divine Liturgy, there is a theme behind reading this chapter. In the Holy Great Fast, the focus is on repentance. So the Church gives us the example of the Samaritan woman, how by contacting the Lord Jesus Christ and reacting to him and communicating with him, actually he led her step by step in the life of repentance until she became a preacher. And also that God is searching for the lost sheep. The Samaritan woman was lost sheep, but God looked after her and he actually started the dialogue with her until he brought her to his knowledge and to repentance. But during the 50 days, the church using the same chapter for another theme, for another purpose. As you know, after the resurrection of Christ, now we have new life. And we participate in this new life when we die with him and we are risen again in the water of baptism. So everyone in the waters of baptism, he died with Christ and he rose again and he started a new life. A new life. This new life is based on faith. Based on faith. On believing in the resurrection of Christ. On believing that Jesus is the Messiah. This is the foundation of the new life. That's why the first Sunday after resurrection, Thomas Sunday, the reading was about Thomas when the Lord told him, because you have seen me, Thomas, you believe. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. And St. John finished or concluded this chapter by saying many miracles the Lord Jesus Christ had performed, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus is the Messiah. And that believing, when you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, this actually will give you eternal life. Based on this belief, based on this faith, we got baptized in the church. Everyone believed in, uh, in that Jesus is the Messiah 
and believed in the resurrection of Christ, then they participate in this resurrection through baptism. And our journey in the new life actually is like the journey of Israel when they left Egypt and started their journey toward the promised land. Egypt was a land of slavery to Israel, land of bondage. And by slaying the Passover lamb, God redeemed them. And they left Egypt. And the first thing they did after they left Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea. And St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he spoke about crossing the Red Sea. And he said that all of them were baptized in the Red Sea. So crossing the Red Sea is a symbol of baptism. Exactly. Before baptism, we are in the land of slavery, in the land of bondage. Pharaoh symbolizes Satan. So we are slaves to Pharaoh, slaves to Satan. But through baptism, we start our journey to the new life, to the promised land, which symbolizes the eternal life, the heavenly kingdom. And in the water of baptism, Satan is crushed exactly like in the water of the Red Sea, Pharaoh and all his soldiers are crushed. Then, in this journey in the wilderness of Sinai, which actually symbolizes the wilderness of this world, what was their food? Their food, manna, came from heaven. If you remember last Sunday, the second Sunday, the church spoke to us about our food in this new life. After we left the land of bondage and the land of slavery. And Jesus told us in John chapter 6, I am the bread who came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. But he who eats my body and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. So, after the church spoke to us about faith as the foundation of the new life, then the church spoke to us about our bread in this new life, our food in this new life. And our food is the Eucharist, the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, the manna that came down from heaven. Then they were thirsty in the wilderness of Sinai. And God actually, out of the rock, he brought water to quench their thirst. That's why the church chose for us today the gospel of the Samaritan woman. Because the Lord told her, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Then, 
when the woman asked about the living water, the Lord started to explain. Whoever drinks of this water, the water of this world, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So, as the children of Israel actually drank from the water that came out of the rock, and as St. Paul again said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, this rock is Christ. So what is the water that came out of this rock? What is the living water? What is this gift that Christ will send us? The living water is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. As the children of Israel drank from this water, during the whole journey to the promised land, before the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, he told us, I will not leave you orphans, but I will send you the Holy Spirit. I will send you the Holy Spirit. In the Gospel of St. John, one time the Lord stood and said, Whoever is thirsty, come to me, and I will give him water. And St. John commented on this verse by saying he was speaking about the Holy Spirit because the believer did not receive him yet because Jesus was not yet glorified, glorified being crucified because when he was crucified, he actually, he rose from the dead and he was crowned and he was glorified. So when he said, because Jesus was not yet glorified. He was speaking about his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension to heaven. Because Jesus must uh, be crucified and rose from the dead and ascend to heaven to send us the Holy Spirit. So as the water came from the rock, Jesus, the rock, ascended to heaven and send us the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit is our water in this new life. He said to the woman, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. When I am filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord give us the Holy Spirit, and all of us received the Holy Spirit in the sacrament of chrismation after we were baptized. After we were baptized, we received the sacrament of uh, the Holy Spirit and the sacrament of chrismation. But some of us, after they received the Holy Spirit, they resist the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will be quenched in them. Some of us, we grieve the Holy Spirit by resisting him and not obeying him, not listening to him. And some of us, actually, we totally quench the Holy Spirit in us. But those who kindle the gift of the Holy Spirit in them, 
then they will be filled by the Holy Spirit. And when they are filled by the Holy Spirit, they will be satisfied. They don't, they will not need anything from the world. But people who rely on the world and its pleasure for their satisfaction, they will never be satisfied, they will never be content. People who are seeking the pleasures of the world, people who are seeking the money of the world, people who are seeking the fame and the prestige of the world, they are never happy, they are never satisfied. But people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, they are happy because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, and peace. But how to be filled with the Holy Spirit? How to drink? We receive the Holy Spirit, but how to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I want you to imagine if there is a tank, I want to fill it with water. Number one, this tank should be clean, nothing in it. And number two, the pipes that connect this tank with the source of the water are clean. There is no obstruction in them. In the same way, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, there are two things here. Number one, actually, I need to repent from any sin. Because I cannot be filled, my heart cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit, and at the same time, my heart is filled with the lusts and the sins of the world. Both cannot coexist together. So I need to clean my heart by the life of repentance to clean my heart from any sin that's hidden in my heart by continuous repentance, by continuous fighting the good fight, by continuously putting on the armor of God and deflecting all the arrows and the weapons of the devil. When I do this, then my heart is ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit. My mind will be ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every part in my life will be ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then I need to be connected with the source of water. As I told you, the tank should be clean and then there is no blockage. The, the tank should be connected to the source of water to be able to fill the tank. So what are the sources in which I can receive the grace of the Holy Spirit? There are things we call it the means of grace. Means of grace means the means by which I receive the grace of God. The grace of God is available to everyone. But there are channels through which you will receive the grace of the Holy Spirit. 
These channels are very known, well known actually to all of you. It is a prayer. It is the word of God. It is worshiping in the church. It is fasting. It is spiritual reading. All these and others are considered the means of grace. So when I am depriving myself from the means of grace, actually I'm disconnecting myself to the source of the living water. So yes, my heart is clean. I am resisting sin, I'm repenting. My mind is clean. But if I am not connected with the source of the living water, what will happen? The Lord explained to us. Satan always, always will come and attack me. Always. So, if he finds actually my mind and my heart not filled with the Holy Spirit, as the Lord said, he will come and will bring with him seven other demons and actually dwell in this person. He will fill my hearts and he will fill my mind again with sins, lust, envy, uh, love of money, all these sins. So these two things actually, I need to continue doing them all the rest of my life. And they go parallel to each other. One side, I am living the life of repentance. That's actually the negative side. I am fighting against sin. But the positive, I am receiving the grace of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, without receiving the grace of the Holy Spirit, you cannot fight the good fight and you cannot live the life of repentance. That's why the Lord said to the Samaritan woman, but the water, the Holy Spirit, the grace of the Holy Spirit, that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. What does it mean to be a fountain of water? Fountain of water. St. Paul answers this question in Ephesians chapter 5 when he spoke about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in song and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The grace of the Holy Spirit will be a fountain. Fountain, as the Lord said, fountain of living water. So, this fountain of water, when I speak, what will come from my mouth is speaking to one another in song and hymns and spiritual songs. So, this will come naturally from my mouth. That is the fountain. 
that actually will be poured out of my mouth. You remember the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth? You know, when Elizabeth greeted her, how St. Mary uh, replied? Replied with a psalm, replied with a prayer, replied with a praise to the Lord, because she was filled with the Holy Spirit. So the fountain of the living water came out of her mouth, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And what's inside in my heart? Again, a fountain, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Even when I am silent, my heart from within is singing and making melody to the Lord. That's the fountain of the uh, living water. And what's my attitude? Giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Attitude of great gratefulness, attitude of gratitude. So, if you want to know to which extent you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you speak, what do you say? What is in your heart and in your mind? Are you singing and making melodies to the Lord in your heart? What's your attitude? Is it attitude of thanksgiving? praising the Lord, gratitude and gratefulness to the Lord or not. That is the fountain of the living water. Again, we received the Holy Spirit, but now it is our turn to kindle this grace of the living water in us in order to be not to be thirsty, but to be full with the grace of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.